Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Uh oh. I hear an echo. Bring me the good time music, action, pop culture, and entertainment. Chad, you hear an echo? That's what I heard. Okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. We got a great show lined up for you today, and Ron's sitting there all funny. And so I'll Hi, introduce Ron. him, our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Hello, 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 hello. Echo, echo. <laughs> okay, that's he lost that's his mine. mind. <laughs> I got Jimmy Star person. Anyway, <clears throat> we're back from Florida, as they say, in Cuba, which is what Miami is now, is Cuba. And they only speak Spanish there. Nobody speaks English no more because now Spanish became the official language of South Florida. I'm going to get into a Spanish mood. Do you know something I'm going to tell you? I, I'm very, very, very happy that I, 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 that I went to oh, Miami. God. Oh, oh, my shut word. Up, what is going on here? <laughs> you stupid. Anyway, we had a, on the board. Hey, had a, let's introduce Chad. Hey, Chad, what up? Chad, Chad, Chad Murphy. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? I was in Florida last week, and I was very upset about that. Yeah, just like, hey, what's up, chat room? Just got Chad? Well, yeah? You can't hear me? Oh. Yeah, now I can. That's weird, though. Man, are you guys, you, are well you guys, are you guys wired or are you wireless? No, we're wired. Are you? Hmm. All right. We're, we're clicked and we're fine. Yeah, you were doing All the right, lights. A little, 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 little earlier, but um, you're back now. 
Okay, so we want to give a shout-out to Chad. We want to give a shout-out to everybody in the chat room. What's up, everybody in the chat room? There's lots of people. Ken Pettigrew, Morley, Chad Girl, Irish Ginger. Everybody in the chat room, hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey, Ken is getting married. Ken is getting married. Ho, 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 oh, that's right, everybody. Ken Pettigrew, we saw he's getting married. The, we didn't even know that. that he's he going to tie the knot with a big juicy... Oh, well. I'm not going to complete that. Uh, yeah, Ken is getting married. So are we. We're getting married in a couple of weeks. But that would be in New York City, a very silent, hidden wedding, which is the immediate family. And then after that, we throw the big party in the wintertime. But Jimmy and I are going to tie the knot in a couple of weeks. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. How are we going to do Just our like names? Ken. We're going to do like Ron Russell Star, and you're going to do Jimmy Star Russell. There you go. Isn't that how, they, how the gay guys do it? I don't know. Well, I have to call Chad, how do the gay guys do it, answer. do you know? Just like you do it, Jimmy Starr. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to call some of those queens up and ask those bitches. They'll probably <laughs> no, lie to me no, and say, in your case, we'll call the Jimmy Starr and the old bitch. Two weeks? There you this, go. This Mrs. Old Bitch, that'll be me. That's what the evil queens do. They're so evil, those drag queens. I hate them all. Anyway, in the chat room, too, I want to thank everybody for uh, all the comments and all the Facebook posts and everything about my dad. He's, he's not totally well, but he's doing much, much better. So thank you very, very much. We appreciate all the support. I must tell you, the greatest medicine today to give to an 87-year-old is Puntang. He was doing okay, but the day his girlfriend came to the house and he said to Jimmy and I, split for an hour and a half. Well, we did. <laughs> when we came back, that old goat was running around like a wild man. I mean, you know, Snatch, <laughs> Snatch can clear the head, I think. I mean, really and truly, when they say that Pousset is the reason to live, in most cases, it's true because this man made a speedy recovery because of Pousset. Now, Pousset is a fine cologne you can buy in Paris, so don't think it's anything else, boys and girls. But anyway, he's doing great. And in fact, he's with the Pousset today. They went dancing. Yes. So they're at the ballroom in, in Boca dancing. I mean, at 90,000 years old, in the old broad sex fiends that they are, are now dancing. There you go. So I guess this, the secret to longevity and happiness is sex, 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 sex. There you go. And we forgot to tell everybody, hit the ITV button and you can see us in the studio with the beautiful showroom visual. What do we call our window? This is our new window. I knocked the wall out so this way you could see the entire fields of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Behind us. So check it I all knocked, out. I knocked the wall out. We hope Me everybody. Meanwhile, is this coming in blurry? Why do they have the Jimmy Starr show like that? And it's I'm always so, like that. You know, I like the blurry. I look like 22 years old in the blur. There you go. I that like just, blurry. Let's keep it blurry. That could just—that's because we uh, raised and made the image really big, and if we made the image smaller, oh, I don't want to like see. That. Oh, I don't want to see that. That looks like crap. <laughs> that's, that's old looking. This my monitor has me looking 22. Hey, beautiful. How you doing? There you go, Chad. How was now your I weekend? Look at the other monitor. Hey, ugly. How are you doing, Chad? How was your weekend? It was we very really good. Care. Very we good. We had a couple gigs and uh, had some time off to relax. How about I? I, I give it a thumbs up, baby. And okay, and oh, you actually good. relax, so that's good. We enjoy good. that. It was a busy we week. We got Rebel in the studio this week down from Louisiana and training and stuff like that. And I think Dean's on his tour out to California. is going to open up a studio in L.A. Yeah, we heard. Well, Isn't that awesome? Oh, L- L- L.A. and L.A. Dean. Dean who? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The one Dean you who? were uh, mooning before the show, before we went live. That guy. I, have no, I, have no, I know the name. I can't remember the person. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Dean and I had this wonderful 
banter going on. I love him. It's good He's such stuff. a New York guy. When we were kids, we used to rank. We used to call it ranking on each other. We loved each other. We just did it as fun. And Dean and I really do care for each other. And we rank on each other something really bad. And I enjoy it so much because we try to see who's the cleverest one to say the cleverest rank. I always win, of course. So when Ron was losing today, everybody, before no, the No, I show, wasn't losing. He pulled his pants down and showed his rear end. Well, because Dean, Dean was critiquing the background, and he said my shirt clashed with the background. The lighting wasn't right. I've, he was going on and on. Obviously, the most clever one is me because there is no such word as cleverest. I know that. That's why... <laughs> That's why I said it with the hesitation. <laughs> you see, you didn't get the humor. No, he didn't. He, you're getting old head. I said clever est with a dash between it as the humor. That was the humor. Dean, oh, was you're that in New humor? York too long. Florida's making you dummy. Oh, so was Dean, that you're humor? You're going to California. Does everybody know that yet or no? I don't know that everybody knows that. Okay, well. Are you going for good or just to do the show? <laughs> I'm gonna, I, no, I'm going to be bi-coastal, actually. I'm going to live mostly there, oh, okay. but That's I'm going to live here. I, I heard you were bi anyway, right. so now you could be bi-coastal. <laughs> now I could say Dean is bi. I knew I, knew I was stepping into that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Barefoot, barefoot. It just squeezed, swished right through your toes. <laughs> Listen, Dean, I want to wish you really and truly from the bottom of my heart, the best of luck and that you're going to be a great success out there because L.A. makes success. It's a wonderful place to be. Uh, Jimmy and I want to do a show out there in the wintertime because I have all the stars I, I know that we can have on the show. And I know that you're going to have a better show. So you're going to be doing your show from a cemetery? Don't get Ooh. smart. <laughs> now, that's not nice. My stars... You paid money to see when you were a child. Yeah. When but your mother took you to the movies and it was a quarter to see seven movies. You remember those <laughs> days, don't you? Yeah, and that's why I said you're going to do it at a cemetery. Like the likes of Jane Russell. No, no, no. They're not. They're, they're very old people, but they're legends. I have names that go on and on forever. My names are not like the jerks of today that last 20 minutes. My legends have worked in 50 years of, of film and they're they're superstars and they're written in, in they're in the encyclopedia. It would be go. really cool. Now, have, Jane, would, Jane Russell's in the encyclopedia. Yeah, it would be tits. really cool if you had the same legendary status. Ooh. What did he say? <laughs> It'd be cool if you had the same. He does have the same legendary status. <laughs> I want you to know that uh, I was compared to Robert Osborne by a few of the old celebrities. And they said, Ron, it's a wonderful job you do with Bob Osborne keeping vintage films alive and bringing them to young people today so they could learn how to act and move and work a camera and know what lighting is and know how to do a film with a beginning, middle, and an end. We need that. We need the old work. Actually, Dean might not. Dean, do you know who Robert Osborne is? He's the guy who hosts Turner Classic Movies. I did not know. I did not know. Thank you for bringing that up. Robert Osborne is the host. I can certainly Mm -hmm. see your expertise uh, with, with how you're backdrop covers the whole screen <laughs> well you know why that's a window frame no listen, listen <laughs> that's the part of the wall that's left after i knock the wall down <laughs> you see we're under construct we're under construction here we're getting all new stuff so we had to do something to hide the wall that's not quite finished so we put up this huge painting i have by a fabulous artist whom i don't remember who his name is his name is beck <laughs> Jay Beck, 
is a great artist, and I, and I have two of his works, and he's absolutely becoming quite famous now. And the work behind me is getting is growing in value. Truthfully, it's going to be a lot of good luck with it all. When are you yeah, leaving? Dude. When are you going out there to check it all out? Well, actually, I am uh, leaving October 7th. I have an event, and then I'm leaving straight from that event, and then I'm going to be stopping in Louisiana, setting up new studios there while I'm, like, mid-country, which I'm not announcing until I'm on the road. It's like I'm going to be like, hey, I'm driving across the country, open studios in L.A., and I stopped in Louisiana to open a studio. And then, awesome. And then, That's uh, with Rebel. Rebel. Yay, Rebel. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna be like the new Tina Turner. I mean, I mean t- Ted Turner. T- Ted Turner. <laughs> Tina. I love Tina Turner, but you're gonna be like the new Ted T- Turner. Yeah, I, I'm Ted gonna Turner. be Ted Turner, and then be I'm Tina gonna go Turner on with a wig too. You could look like her. Well, I was gonna say I'm gonna be Ted Turner, and then I'm gonna go on the Queen Mary and be Tina Turner. Yeah, and there you, you can, go. And you you can, can do, do them both. You know, Proud Mary, that's a great one for you. I can see those <laughs> little legs of yours and high heels skipping. Proud Mary. Da, 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 da. Anyway, Gene, the best, because you're the best. And um, we'll see you in L.A. for sure, because we're going to be there for the wintertime. Hey, we love you, Ron. We don't care what anybody else thinks about you. I do love you. you. I mean, you and Chad are super-duper in my book, because I meet so many jerk-offs in this business. I can't tell you. Idiots. What do you say? You've jerked off so many people in this business? Come on, now. Now, now, now. Maybe did. Keep your mind out of the gutter, boys. A jerk off (laughs) is somebody who jerks themselves around and acts stupid. I don't know what you you guys have dirty minds. There you go. (laughs) But too many people out there haven't got creative uh, juices in them to start their own shows and make them original. They have to copycat everybody else's. Like this season on TV, I read that they're trying to bring back the situation comedy. Forget it. It's not going to work today because the actors don't know how to pull it off. And if you wanted to bring back a sitcom, bring back Heavenly Divorced with Fran Drescher. Heavenly Divorced. Happily divorced. What did I say? Heavenly. Well, heavenly is happily. Well, I, I find anyway, it heavenly that I'm divorced. What? I find it heavenly that I'm divorced. Yeah, well, I do too. Well, my wife died, but it was, before she died, it was heavenly. <laughs> now she's in heaven. So I, I don't really believe she's in heaven. But, you know, wherever she is, she wishes she was in heaven. All right. I'm ready to move this conversation forward. Oh, Dino, good luck with it all. We're Thanks. Gonna go. I'm going to okay, say one last thing. I'm going to say one last thing. Okay, go ahead. One last thing. I I will say, all joking aside, I'm very happy that, you know, you two are a team because with Ron's New York attitude, big mouth, at least he can open his mouth and speak the truth about people out there that never speak the truth. That was a compliment, by the way. And we there lost. You go. Oh, I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass, my darling. And you know that. Dino, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't comment on it. I'd be polite and say, oh, Dean, nice. But I do like you, and that's why I play with you. My mother taught me, Ronnie, beware of my indifference. Because if I'm indifferent, it means I don't care anymore. So as long as I tease you and talk to you, and in Italian, we also say, who teases loves. Because if you don't care for the person, you don't bother teasing him. Oh, you don't yeah. waste time on the jerk. That's a northern so, mentality. So, Dino, good luck. Go out there and break two legs when you go out there, baby. You got it. <laughs> I can also give you names of people when you leave that you should contact that are very big shots in the business. Sound, so, sounds you, good. I'll give you a good name. Yeah, I'll give you good names. All right, Dean. So have a safe trip going out there. Mm-hmm. We'll probably we have another show, more show before you uh, go anyway. So we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, and this way you could tell us more about Louisiana. That's a sneaky one. I didn't know you were doing a station there too. Do do do. I thought you were doing. I thought you were doing one in New York, Dean. That'll be coming. That'll be coming. 
He's taking over the world. Why? Why Louisiana? Why not New York? Go for the big fish. Because I'm waiting. People I'm, in Louisiana. I'm waiting for you to go to uh, L.A. for me to do New York. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's good. We're going to L.A. in January for two months. We're not living there. I will never live in L.A. again. I don't like it. Um, But I go there. I enjoy it when I'm there. I've got so many friends and parties and things to do. But that's it. Then I come back to the woods. Let Jimmy go on with the rest of the show. What? Let Jimmy go on with the rest of the show. No, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's not as much fun as I am. Yeah, this conversation is getting boring everywhere. What's up, everybody in the chat room? So, Ken Pettigrew said we should bring back, if they're going to bring back a situation comedy, bring back Welcome Back, Cotter. Actually, that was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Well, do you remember Welcome Back, Cotter? That's what made John Travolta famous. You don't like that show. You saying anything, or are you just going to sit there like a moron? Well, he told me not to let you do the rest of the show, so fly. Now he said, let's move forward with the show. Fly, fly, Robin, fly. He let's said, see he said let's move room. forward with the show, because oh. you're talking about something for 10 minutes. I thought he said, let Jimmy do the rest of the show. No, he said, let's move forward with the show. Dean, what did you say? Let he said, Jimmy move do forward. The... Don't worry move about it. Let's forward. Move forward. In other show. words, next segment. Move forward. Straight ahead. Move forward to the next yeah, segment. Straight. Let's go. Oh, whip the it. Next segment. We want you on the show, is, Ron. We just want on? me off the show. <laughs> All okay, right. Goodbye, bye, Dean. Dean. Bye, Dean. Now I want to talk about the dirty cab that we got in in Florida. It was $128 to get to the airport from Palm Beach to Fort Lauderdale. We got into a, a cab by this crazy Listen guy to this from one. Haiti. He was a Haitian. And he was demented as they come. I mean, the guy must have been on crack or something. The windows were cracked and dirty. The ceiling of the cab was wool, filthy, greasy. The seats were filthy. The first thing I asked was, Jimmy, do you think there's bed bugs in this cab? I wanted to jump. <laughs> no, really, I wanted to jump out of the cab. It looked like a, it had syphilis, diarrhea, bed bugs, and cribs. So I, it was a filthy, disgusting cab. Now, how 77777 which is the cab company, allows this, I will never know. Have a little respect for the people who pay all that friggin' money to go to the airport. Give us a clean, decent cab for crying out loud. America's turning to garbage. Hilarious. Trash like that. Run us around. It's hilarious. Ron was like, do you ever clean this cab? I'm furious. And then they, then he, he was like, had the windows closed and no air on. And Ron was like, you're going to turn the air on? Imagine in friggin' Florida, no air conditioning because it burns too much gas. I wanted to slit his throat from behind. You know, one of those <laughs> kind of things. I said, could we have some air conditioning, please? And reluctantly, he rolled up the windows and turned on the air conditioner. When that happened, some smell came out of the air conditioner. It smelled like rotten feet. I, that died 12 years ago and were dipped into some kind of rancid vinegar. I mean, the air conditioning smelled gross. Probably was his crotch or something. I don't know what it was, but it was <laughs> disgusting. I was, I was fur- I'm still furious over it. $127. And his son of a bitch, when I got out of the cab, wouldn't help, help me with my, my suitcases out of the trunk of his face because I told him he had a filthy cab. So I looked at him and I said, see that? And it just cost you a tip. Screw you, asshole. And I walked away. I could, I could be what do you vicious. think, Chad? Is that nice or not? <laughs> I could be I could be nasty. I'm not always sweet and nice, folks. Well, it is Florida. Is Chad and, even there? What? You can't hear me now? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. What Just you like you guys, both you and Dean, both like when you're talking, it goes... You're, you're, having bad, you're having bad internet connections is what you're having down there. It started with the video. You can tell it's kind of going blurry and your voices are chopping. We have no problems with, with uh, internet over here. So you, is it storming okay. up there? 
Did you ever go in one of those seven 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 dirty cabs? I don't think I have, but I'm going to look out for the seven 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 dirty cabs from now on. It's the biggest cab company down there. All oh, sevens. I don't take cabs. It's yellow cab. I'd rather walk. Yeah, we, oh, we don't normally no, take cabs. This cab either. was not yellow. This cab was brown, black. And garbage. That was a yellow cab, though. That's it wasn't name. yellow. It was so filthy you couldn't tell it was I yellow. I know, it smelled but like the name of the jam. company is Yellow Cab. Oh, Yellow well, Cab. It yeah. should have been crappy. It should have been caca color cab. It, sh- it should have been anyway, then- Toe Jam Cab or something, right? What's that smell? Terrible. All right. I'll, I was I'll avoid feeling it. mad. Sorry to hear about that, Ronnie. I was really No tip for you. All right, so here's what we're going to do because like, I want to like work on the settings for a minute, so we're going to play. We're going to actually play a song. If you guys remember last Why, week, it's we, had, we had Chris Bennett. It's not beautiful. He says it's going in and out on their end. It's What's not. Uh, so, um, it's a anyway, choppy. we had Chris Bennett on the show last week, you guys, and she has a song that she did. It's called Everyone Has the Right in Support. Everyone Has the Right, and it's in support of marriage equality. Mm-hmm. And she wrote it with Caddy, Patty Brooks. It's a really great song. Uh, it hasn't been played on the show before, so we're going to play it for everybody. Um, and so this is it Everyone Has the Right by Chris Bennett. And everyone does have the right. Right.
just hey everybody that's everyone has the right by chris bennett i think jimmy's thing is screwed up because i hear fine chad are you there i'm I here clears a bell jim Bing. i'm here i don't know what it is and maybe it's like my headset but i don't know what it is because like even that song i could only hear like half of it because every other word like was i have that's because the internet the reception right is not good over there that's because oh, you're, now in, you're going in and out on mine. Too. That's back to all I've heard the whole time. Uh, is it? Oh, okay, Chad, what are you doing? So, <sighs> what, Chad, what would we do to fix that? You would probably in, have in the future weeks. You would make sure that you reboot your computer before every show to make sure you don't have any bugs or any other stuff that might be still running. Okay. Do you reboot before every show? No, actually, we do. I, I I turned it on at like one o'clock today when we came in here. Like bed bugs hmm. in the computer? Could be. You turned it on, or you rebooted it? Well, I have it? to say something, Jeff. To, to everyone out there. No, wait, wait. Okay, here's, here's another thing. Here, here's boring. another thing. If other people are using CPU in the house, once again, like if there are other people watching movies or downloading files or anything like that, that will affect it. We could do this after the show. The tutorial. People don't do it. The tutorial. He wanted to All know. Right. I'm okay. telling him. For those of you out there who notice that I do this a lot with my tooth, it's because I have a false tooth this one that has gotten loose and I went to the dentist and they have to pull this tooth out and I have to wait a year before the gum is hard enough to screw a tooth in now what am I going to do without a tooth for a year so they're going to put in a fake tooth I guess on clamps or something so when I smile but anyway so bear with me in my just driving Nobody even brings it up. Oh, yes. Chad brought it up once. Okay. Chad, did you bring it up? Yes, he did. See, I, I don't Chad? Know. I guess so. No, yeah, you got wrong on his end, not you, us. We're fine. You guys are you breaking sure up on your end. You're breaking up on your end. There's no problem okay. here. It's something on you your end. I don't know if somebody's in your house pulling too much, what do you call it, CPU or uh, not CPU, but uh, band, no, bandwidth. Nobody here but the dog. Nobody's the dog there? Do you sleeping. have anything running in the house upstairs or other computers? All the computers are running, but they're not doing anything. They're all well, just if, if, they, if they're on the internet, they're pulling Dear something. The witch was here, but she left. Yeah, now, we'll have to get the, that booster thing. Then you said that you told us like two weeks ago. Well, you like, don't, you don't need a booster. you don't need a booster if you're hardwired. Boosters are for Wi-Fi to oh. to to increase the I mean, signal. Normally we're fine. I don't. Uh, no, 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 no. The computer is Wi-Fi. Oh. The computer that we do the show off of is Wi-Fi, but then the mach- but we're higher wired with our microphones and everything into it. That has nothing. To do. I'm talking about. Are you hardwired for internet? Period. No. There's no, your problem. Wi-Fi. There's your problem because you have a low signal too far away from the tower that can't keep up with a you know a high signal. So you do need a booster now. I thought you were hardwired for internet. If you're if you're Wi-Fi, then yes, you need a booster. That okay, would, we're going to get one then. We'll get one for next week because it's kind of important since like I can't hear anything. <laughs> right. Cool. Okay. All right. So anyway, then, now that we've got the problem worked out, we'll go tonight and get it. And in the meantime, Ron, let's go, Ron. Ron's sleeping. Wake him up. I fell asleep. <laughs> well, the show was so exciting with Woo! this booster crap. Anyway, so nobody cares about my tooth, so I don't care. Whistle Meanwhile, Dixie. i got a left knee that's driving me crazy, and Jimmy has a left knee that's driving him crazy. And we're both going to go for shots. No. Out there, please, in the chat room, if you know anything about these shots, if they work, come into the chat room and let us know. Chad, have you ever had bad knees? No. Okay. (laughs) And I don't believe in chemicals being shot into a body to improve it. You need therapy. Well, I believe believe with this pain, I'd like to sever the leg from the knee down. (laughs) Okay, so that's an option. 
No, I mean, at night I hear Jimmy wake up and I wake up. We both It's shooting pains in the stupid knee. The doctor said it's called gelling. Whatever crap is in cartilage or juices are in your kneecap, it jellos. I think it's all the, and, I think it's all the Mountain Dew crystallizing in your joints. No, no, no. Jimmy doesn't drink Mountain Dew anymore. He gave it up. Yeah, I he... stopped drinking Mountain Dew. Oh, good for you, Jimmy. Everybody clap. All right. I like and to hear you that. see what I'm drinking? Uh, He's drinking it, green tea. No, yeah, but this is tea that my daughter Deirdre the Witch made for magic herbs. Perfect. It's probably, you know, the leftover shit from marijuana. But anyway, <laughs> it's it's wonderful tea, right. and it's it's all um, health. I Deirdre like it. does it from, I don't know what, from herbs and beads. and I, don't I like know, the change, Phil. I like the change. Yeah. yeah, but this is this is supposed to get, make me young. Watch, I take a sip. I'll be twenty. Let's see. He already is. He looks young anyway. Yep, I think. Look at him. I just he's saw a wrinkle. A wrinkle Isn't just he disappeared. Handsome? Yep, there goes another Not wrinkle. Jimmy Star today because Jimmy didn't do any winter any plaids. I told him his next line when he designs next season has to have plaid in it because I'm a plaid boy. And you know, look how nice it looks with the country. You know, this is our backyard. Can I get a yeehaw? Our country. Hmm? Can I get he a yeehaw? Yeehaw. <laughs> yeehaw. <laughs> There, you, there go. you go. Hey, you go. Just need to get a little bowl in there and <laughs> hey, have yeah, at it. Hey, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> he could hey, actually right I got me a new cow, you know. <laughs> and you my know. cow can give you chocolate milk. <laughs> what the? That was terrible. <laughs> well, that's how they speak here in the farms. But Meanwhile, you got to see the pumpkin farms. Oh, I'll the bet. witch Deirdre and Jimmy and I and my other daughter, Leslie, we cannot wait next week to go to the pumpkin farms and pick our big pumpkins and put them all around the house. Also... They do Halloween here like no place else. Already we see witches, goblins, and ghouls all over the houses. They tie them over the street now. They have ghosts flying from the electrical wires. It's sensational here. It's a total uh, Halloween town. Uh, zombies and, and vampires and crazy bastards are out there, and I love it. It's wonderful. I can't wait. Chad, do you like Halloween? I do. I think it's cool. It's, it's the one time of year that uh, there's a mass poisoning of children through candy. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I like no, no, I do like the, I do like the scare things. That is fun to dress up and watch people. It is cool. It's a fun holiday. Yeah. And all the cool horror movies come out. There's going to be all kinds of good movies coming out this month. Your it's favorite, just fun. Yeah. Cool. And what about this two Pink weeks? Bro, you guys are getting married in two. Uh-huh. You guys are getting married in October. Yeah. This is yeah. for real. For real, on Jimmy's birthday, we're sneaking off to New York with only my two daughters, and we hope Jimmy's dad, if he can fly up, to stand up for Jimmy, and right. my daughters both, they're going to stand up for me and Jimmy, and we're getting married. It's a secret service. Uh, it's not to the public. We're not opening it to anyone, but just the, the immediate family. Okay. And then this uh, year in California, we're having the blast party. We'll have a big party. So we're probably going to okay. do parties all over the place. So you just want to make it official now, but we'll party later and get the film rolling and all that stuff and do it again. Well, no, Jimmy's coming into a lot of money now with his corporate his film company, and I want to make sure that if I divorce him, I get 50-50. I knew that was good. I wait till after, in other words, if he signs the documents now prior to marriage, I don't get 50-50 when I, I divorce see. him. You're a smart man. So I want to make sure that everything is, that his name goes in my name, 50-50, So because yeah. I intend to divorce him in April. It's smart to plan ahead. And good Chad, job. if you're available, I'll marry you, because I have a lot of money. I'm worth marrying. Okay. Well, keep that in mind, Ron. Thanks. I mean, I don't mind that you won't have sex with me just as long as you're nice to me it's okay okay, okay. i'll do it for a you half. can have your girlfriend still I'll do it for a Listen quarter million to you guys there you go Ouch, <laughs> by the way we should tell everybody uh ron and i along with morley aaron and bobby morley uh collins 
We actually follow. Or we actually uh, formed our own production company. We got several film projects we'll be announcing over the next couple of weeks. And uh, if you want to like our Facebook page, it's Show and Tell Entertainment on Facebook, facebook.com slash Show and Tell Entertainment. And follow us on Twitter. We got a new Twitter two days ago, and it's at Show and Tell ENT. And would love it if everybody would follow us. We're going to have some really cool projects. We can't announce what they are yet, but they are going to be awesome. Big, you guys are going to freaking big like deal. love them. I mean, I'm going to be very wealthy. to But, you know, I promised Jimmy that now it's coming time to vote again for the best radio show on Shorty Radio. Shorty Awards. Shorty Awards is coming up. So I've got celebrities that are going to back us and vouch for us. And I said that I will go on Twitter and twat everybody to be my twat friends. My twit twat, whatever the hell they're called. Twitters, what are they called? Twatters? Tweeters. Tweeters, tweeters. That's what I want. Tweeters. So if you all would go on my twit tweet. And follow you at Ron Russell Show. How do I say this? Go on my Twitter and twat? Go on your Twitter and tweet to you. Oh, this is a twister. Go on your Twitter and tweet to you and you're at Ron Russell Show. I swear to God I'm having difficulty with this, everyone. I'm not making this one up. Do it again. Twitter. Go on your Twitter and tweet to you. Come on my Twitter and tweet to me. Come on my Twitter and tweet with me. Tweet with me. Tweet with you. There you go. Okay. And pass. And then you got to tell them what your Twitter is. I haven't a clue. At Ron Russell Show. Oh, at Ron Russell Show is my Twitter. 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 Tweet. 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 Twitter. And I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star. The Jimmy Star Show is at Jimmy Star Show. And follow our new our new production company, Show and Tell Entertainment. It's at Show and Tell E N T. And pretty soon, one of these years, we're going to get Chad on Twitter. One of these years. On it. Two years Chad, and counting. Don't, don't do it. It's horrible. Is it that bad? Oh, I hate it. It's like stupid. What's so bad about I, it? Because you got to, every leak you take, you have to put in the garden. No, you don't. Tweeter. I just peed. You put it into the tweeter, Tweet. and everybody twits with you. They they come after you, and they follow you, and they and Jimmy's got like 7 million Twitters. I have like 47. Right. <laughs> you have That's why you hate it, huh? 200? No, how'd I get 200? <laughs> I know, you just do it. Uh, I never invited them. Yeah, they don't have to invite people for Twitter. They just get to follow you if they want. Meanwhile, Fran Drescher, you snatch. I want Uh-oh. you on. Where the hell are you, Franny? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I follow your, your ex-husband, Mark Jacobson, Peter Mark Jacobson, and we're twit friends, but now Fran is not my twit friend. She's not a Twitter follower. No, not a Twitter. She's, she's on Twitter. I know. She's she got a lot of tweets. You. She has a lot of tweets. She ain't tweeting me. I know. She's not tweeting you. Tweeting me. She has a lot of Twitter followers, but she's not tweeting you. She should only know the great stars that are twittering me, and she's not. Fran, what's wrong with you? Not that you're hearing this show, but you never know. Somebody might. They'll tell you. <laughs> Listen, Franny, I love you, Fran Drescher, and I want your show back on the air so bad because I miss seeing your pretty face. And hearing that, that, that talking, Mr. Sheffield. I miss it. I'm following Mr. Sheffield on Twitter. Yeah, he's nice. I bet you he, he would tweet me, I bet. Right? Tweet I don't me. know. Tweet you, I don't know. I bet you. Chad, how come, actually, how come you don't go on Twitter, Chad? I don't know. Isn't it like the same as Facebook? Uh, I mean, what's the difference? It's social <laughs> media. No, it's nothing like Facebook. What do you mean Twitter's nothing? Like, Twitter's Facebook. more of like a thing for like businessy types of things, and Facebook is a little bit more social. So if no, Chad and Heather were to have a Twitter account, would it be more beneficial for us to have one? Yeah, you'll get more work. We will. They'll book you all over how? the country. That's how we get all our movie yeah. roles and all it's, our guests it's for the, the show. It's the best networking way to go. Yeah, right. it's a pretty good way to go. You, I'm gonna and work. you can make it that every time you tweet something, it posts to your Facebook page, so that mm-hmm. way it's like you're still on Facebook. How come you didn't friend me on your Facebook? Uh, whatever your name is, Chad. Yeah, it's Chad. <laughs> I'm going right now to do it, Ron. Okay, listen to this. 
Facebook sucks. Does it? Because they threw a couple of hundred people. They unfriended several of oh. my very closest friends, including my cousin Bertha, Why? who you do not play around with. She came after me like with two machine guns. Oh, geez. She said to me, "Why? Did, what did I do to you? Did I offend you? I said, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about, you crazy bitch? She said, you got rid of me. You Like, like I smacked her. You unfriended me. I said, what are you talking about, you sick woman? What did you do she now? She said, I didn't do shit. Facebook did it. They, they had the goal the to get rid of people. I don't ask me why. Hmm. I got rid of a whole bunch. I had... I had five. Th- I had five thousand four hundred and something followers, and I guess you're only allowed to have five thousand. So they dropped five hundred people off my thing. Like, but they took <laughs> off my cousin Bertha. You don't play with her. She'll put you in cement shoes. Oh, I mean, you don't mess with that chick. <laughs> hey, Bertha. I hope you're listening. <laughs> she, listens, she listens every week, and then she says to me, "Stop saying that. People are really going to think I'm a gun mole." <laughs> no, I'm only lying, right, Bertha? Yeah, I'm only lying. Yeah, Bertha. Hey, everybody. That's a big lie. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. No, she's my angel. I love her. But uh, I lost a lot of friends who hate me now. They think that I defriended them. Oh, well. Well, they, And they're not asking to be my friend again. And I've posted it on Facebook saying, please, if you've been defriended or unfriended, come back, unfriended. unfriended, unfriended, please come back. I miss you guys, the sweet ones, the nice ones. All you bitches can stay off. There you go. I got a couple of creeps I hope never come back on. There you go. So... <laughs> So that's enough for Facebook because it stinks. And I know everybody out there agrees with me. The way to go nowadays, Chad, is Instagram and Twitter. I love both mm. Instagram and Twitter. It's fun. And you can make both your Instagram and your Twitter both post to Facebook. Mm. So it's still like you're on Facebook. But so I don't you, actually go on Facebook that much, though. I just post it on the other things and then mm. let it go to Facebook. Yeah, I remember I the days to, like two years ago when you could well, like scroll through for a half an hour of Jimmy Starr stuff on Facebook. Remember those days? Yeah, those days are done because I don't have as much time to do that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and also his ego is, you know, less. Yeah, a little higher. His ego is, you know, he's got a little older. He's getting less egotistical. Oh, that's good. But anyway, egotistical. Yeah, I yeah. want to talk about my shirt. This is a yeah. Ralph Lauren purple label. It's Not a It's a $139 shirt. Okay. That we got in Macy's on sale with like another sale and 50000 off for Could you believe that? So Macy's, everybody, is running great sales now on Ralph Lauren Purple Label. Go. Do it. I love this shirt. 29 bucks. You can't even get socks or underwear. Save your money and buy a Jimmy Star shirt, please. There you go. I I don't buy him. I rob him. (laughs) I go to the warehouse once a week and I clean him out. Right. My daughter, Deirdre the Witch, now is wearing a, I wish she was here, a fabulous shirt. It's all pumpkins. Orange pumpkins on a black background. She loves it. And, cool. and anybody else, since the holidays are getting ready to come up mm-hmm. and you want to get any Jimmy Star, go on eBay and plug in Jimmy Star brand. About 100 shirts will pop up. I'm putting up more every day. We put up a few every day. And for the holidays, if you want to get your loved ones something really special, you can get them a one-of-a-kind Jimmy Star shirt. I'm giving all of my friends this year a Jimmy Star shirt. There you go. That's smart. Yeah, I'm giving everybody, all of them, you know. They'll love it. I mean, you know, they say I give them away because it's free. It's not free. You know how much it costs for Jimmy to make those shirts? More than he, he makes some time selling them. They're handmade. And they're made in America. So they're not made, you know, some Asian country by 12-year-olds. Jimmy, you sell them yourself? No. He I, he's got a I don't sell them myself. I have ladies who sew them for me. But Jimmy like we does. were while we were down in Florida, like we were in Nordstrom's and like 
average shirt in Nordstrom was about 160 bucks, and it's mass produced. You know, right. so like my shirt at, at eight between eighty and one hundred and sixty is actually cheap because it's only one of a kind. And That's made right. in America, and we get compliments all over. Like, I'm not conning you, people. Whenever I go out, like in the mall and stuff, with a Jimmy Star shirt, I get a bunch of people walk by and say, "Hey, man, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get it?" I give them a card. There you go. You know, I to know. sell the shirts, but he's I'm he's designing a whole new line. Uh, honey, are you going to put in a plaid line for me? I'll do something just for you. Just do a plaid. I love plaid, and he doesn't do plaids. Not too many. Once in a while, we do some. You could do like plaids with like polka dots or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So let's take a little music break, you guys, because we have so much yes. cool music yes, all yes, available yes. now. We're going to start off. Oh, with wait. A- we have to talk about one more thing. Oh. While we were in Florida, we had dinner with the most gorgeous redhead alive, which Shane Late. And her husband Frank, and we had dinner at Cheesecake Factory, and we stayed. Oh, why are Molinos with her? No, we went to Molinos. Yes, we went to Molinos. Oh, with Perry, we went. With Perry, Cheesecake sorry, Factory. we went to Cheesecake Factory with Perry. We went to El Molino, and they didn't have a candle. So I told her I couldn't possibly dine without a candle. To the waitress, get me a candle. So she went and brought me a candle. It was nice. Anyway, we had a great, had a great time. Check yeah. out ShaneLayton.com. She's got a brand new book of Light and Darkness, The Vampire's Reflection, and uh, it's freaking awesome. We got a copy of it while we were down there. We're very excited. And um, I read it on the plane coming home, and I got to tell you, I, I was so sorry we landed because I was right at a juicy part. Since when are vampires so sexual, my is. No, it's extremely sensuous and sexual. It makes you kind of like want to ball a vampire. Okay. No, it does. It, it's a fabulous Twilight? book. It's a great story, and I, I love it. Go ahead, Chad. What'd you say? I said, isn't that Twilight? It's kind of like Twilight, but hers is like way better because it's vampires and fairies. Yeah, he's never bo- seen Twilight. Are they yeah, balling each other I. in Twilight? Yeah, this is different though because this is like fairies and goblins and all kinds oh, of stuff. So cool. it's a little fairies as in with wings. Yeah, but uh, they do have a couple of gay guys in this book. You know. You gotta love it. The head chief guy is bisexual, and he likes to ball men as well as women. It's a fabulous book. She writes like a, like an angel. I mean, she just bangs those books out like they were a joke, and they're good books. They're better than Rice than Anne Rice. I tell you right now, Anne Rice wrote, but Shane writes young. There's a difference. Shane writes like a twenty year old with that sort of excitement and 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 thoroughness. It's oh, hip. In other words, yeah, it's, hip it's hip and cool. Yeah. Older people sort of write flowery. They did 10 pages of what the table looked like. You know, the, the room Who cares. So anyway, you guys, we're going to move forward because guess what's going to come out on Tuesday of next week? That's right. Cat and Nine Tales has a brand new album. It's coming out Tuesday next week. It's called Hello, Maybe Everything. Uh, I'm getting mine in the mail probably tomorrow. I can't wait. I'm very excited. And they have a new single. It's called Tiger in a Tropical Storm. We love Great it. Great song. We love it. It's available to, uh, for digital downloads on all the download sites around the world. Um, it's Cat and Nine Tales, Tiger in a Tropical Storm. You can get the single now. And next week, the album's coming out. So let's play it for you. And here it goes. Cat and Nine Tales, Tiger in a Tropical Storm. Keep his dreams alive, be the family five with no car to drive when these thoughts collide and all hope is 
tennis shoes in the eight to light. And it's my first night in fight club, so I guess I gotta fight. Like a broken glass on the underpass, like a teardrop in the sea, like a firefly in the Vegas night. You don't seem to notice me. It's supposed to be love, but I'm flying without the F. If I don't say I gave it all till I got nothing left. Tiger in a Tropical Storm by Cat and Nine Tails. Everybody in the chat room's loving it. So much to listen to in that piece of work. The sounds, the voices, the rhythm, the grooviness. Excuse me for the old word, but it is a groovy. It makes you swing and sway, and it makes you feel gushy and ushy, and it takes you through some kind of a dream world. Love that song. First of all, I love them. The one guy's so cute, but I love the Cat and Nine Tails. They're really sweet guys. Absolutely. And so, you guys, it's available now. You can get the single on uh, iTunes, Amazon, all the digital download sites around the world. The album is called Hello, Maybe Everything, and it's available on Tuesday of next week. But the song that's blowing up the waves in the ocean is... What's Switch by Adina Switch. Howard. That Switch is taking off like a rabbit. I mean, unbelievable. And I like Switch, too. You know, I'm starting to get into this rap crap. That's not rap, though. No, but I'm starting to get into it. The semi-rap or whatever it is, junk. Because hers is just hip-hop dance. Yeah, whatever it is, I'm starting to like it. I'm growing a taste for it. I just don't like the militant, heavy-duty, ugh, right. rap. 
Which but, we don't have any of that. We no, don't, no, we don't no, do no, any no. of that stuff anyway. I love, I love Cat Nine Tails. They're sort of rap, right? Yeah, they're kind of, they're like rock rap. I like alternative it. rap. Very nice. And what's the other group I like that does rap? Um, you like? Oh, uh, oh, 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 I love him. Are you kidding? We're talking about what's his name? Who we went to see? Uh, what's his name? Wu Child. I don't know who you're no, talking about. No, the guy we went to. His, oh, his record opening. Oh, Nova. Nova. Nova is really good. We're gonna play Nova. In a oh, minute. I love Nova's piece. Nova's music is great. It's called Photogenic. I mean, that that has the same rhythm as this. That romantic kind of back and forth. Actually, Chad, you got Nova's Photogenic around? This is like I flip out over Photogenic. You know this, man. Yeah, so we're going to do, we'll do Photogenic and we'll go back and do a Dina Howard switch because all these songs yeah. are starting to take over the radio. Yeah. Um, so this one is called Photogenic. The album's called Point of No Return. The whole album is out now. You can go to iTunes, all the digital downloads. And I understand downloads. it's selling like an earthquake. It's, it's a fabulous, it fabulous album. Mm-hmm. It's called Point of No Return. The first single's called Photogenic. And here it is, International Nova's Photogenic. Oh, my.
Yeah, that's Photogenic by International Nova. Again, the album is called Point of No Return. It's available at retailers now and online, digital downloads. Get the single, get the whole album. The last song on the album is really, really good. It's my favorite one. Now, all of you out there, give me a break, okay? For 99 cents, what the hell could you buy for 99 cents today? Nothing. You can have this song. There you be, go. You've got to be nuts if you don't have it in your, your, your music library. It's a great song. I mean, come on. It moves. It grooves. It's smooth. It mushes around. It's sexy. It's hot. I love it. Anyway, so much for what I have to say. Actually, hey, let's see what happened. Sherry Emily's not in the chat room. How come? Oh, I don't know. She's usually here. I hope she didn't get hit by a bus or something. No, she's fine. I'm sure. Oh, I hope so. Anyway, we, we want to tell everybody, too, they should tune in to Sherry Emily's show, True Ghost yes, Stories. True Ghost Stories with my yeah. daughter, Witch Deirdre. Deirdre Serego, Rebel Meddler, and Sherry Emily, Monday nights on W4CY at 10 p.m. And my daughter just Eastern took, time. My daughter just took her broom to have it serviced because it wasn't <laughs> running right, and she was flying around the building here, and, you know, she almost hit a tree. Absolutely. Jeez. So we're going we're gonna to do one more. Oh, what did you say, Chad? We, I'm just laughing. This is good stuff. <laughs> oh, could, could, we, could we hear battle? No, not yet. Oh, I want to hear just, battle. I know, but Adina Howard's is the one I'm promoting at the moment, so we're going to do her next. And we'll but, do battle before the end yeah, of the show. And you know who else I want to hear? We're going to do Orlando Napier I, in battle. No, no. You know who else I want to hear? Who? And she's not even ours, but she yeah. might be, who I love and adore. Jasmine, whatever her name no, is. No, I don't have that one. Nope. We don't have Jasmine. No. Not until we've worked something out with her. We don't oh, I don't it. care. Let's put her on anyway. She's fabulous. Nah. Anyway, you, you guys. Hear this chick. What's her name? Jazz, jazz, I don't know, but we're not going to. Jasmine. We're, we're promoting other people at the moment. Oh, she is like the next Diana, Diana Ross. She's fabulous. There you go. So, so, so listen. Wait a minute, Jimmy. If you're listening in, Jasmine, or does it, what is it? Her name's Jashayla. Oh, Jashayla. I'm, I'm sorry, Jashayla. Jashayla, if you or your buddies are listening in, please contact us. I love you, and I love your music. Hey, Vic, what's up? Vic Shade in the chat room. Croker. No, Vic Shade. I know him as Freddie. I know. <laughs> I don't know Vic Shade. I know him as Freddie Turling, my director. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Croker the Movie. Check it out, CrokerTheMovie.com. What's up, Vic? Happy to see you there. And we're going to take a quick break and go into Adina Howard Switch. Okay. And we'll talk to you later, Freddie. Are you happy about that, Ron? About what? Switch. I want to do a battle, but it's okay. I can uh, okay. It. This is a good tune, actually. This is a yeah. great tune. It is good, but I'm not going to be a number one hit. See, boy, what's your fantasy talking about, boy? Let me see your heartbeat double up. Ring man, baby, so ring my bell. My ring man, baby, no ring my bell. Talking about brand new vibe. Even my body's on a brand new time. Wanna make use of all your appetite. 99 flavors, want to take a bite. And it will stimulate me. You see where I'm going with this, baby. I wanna play that freak, you girl on the side. Hey, hey, hey. I'll go as far as you wanna go, baby. Boy, I'm a rocker. Can you show ya? I'ma change it up tonight. 
hood chick rolling up, boy. I could be a boss, be ratchet. You know you want this, baby, now let me know. You know you want this, baby, now let it go. That switch by Adina Howard. That song is going to start blowing up radio stations all over the place. Chad, now that's a good song, right? That was banging. That was banging. Love it. I think that song is awesome. And all of our listeners and viewers have got to admit that we play the best music around. We don't play the junk that's on the radio that everybody else plays. We play good, original, brand new, up-and-coming Great hits. I agree. Absolutely. Good. I love our music. I mean, I wouldn't be here, you know. I couldn't possibly deal with the other junk that's out there. I would be lying, and I don't like to lie. You know, we have a sponsor that wants to come on the air. And I said to him, let me drink your product. If I like it, you know, we'll invite you on. He said to me, oh, for crying out loud, get over it, drink it. I said, no, 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 no. I am never going to endorse anything that I think stinks. Would you, Chad? You would never. Chad? Sorry, what? Would you endorse something that was harmful and disgusting to people? Hell no. There of course not. And I'm exactly like you are. But this product that they have is gorgeous, sensational, and yes, I do drink it. In fact, they sent us a case. Uh, but we can't advertise it yet until uh, the ink is dry on contracts. Right. So what I'm saying is about the music. If the music wasn't good, I couldn't lie and say, oh, I love it when, it's, when I hate it. What if you were getting paid millions? You know, I know something. I'm stupid. Um, if I were getting paid millions, um, maybe I'd lie about the music, but I sure wouldn't lie about a product. That you're if I knew the product was cancer-causing, oh, right. no, God, no, I wouldn't want that on my conscience. Right. But I got innocent people to harm themselves because if they trust me. Nah, never happened. Good answer, Same. Ron. No, it's true. I'm not trying to be goody-goody. I'm, I'm a son of a bitch in a lot of ways, but there, there, there I'm cool. I, I don't want to harm people. I don't like harming You people. are a good man, Ron Russell. I actually, I agree. I agree with him, too. We don't yeah. want anything. One thing, too, I noticed, though, in the chat room, everybody, uh, a lot of people were mentioning Barricades Rise. Barricades Rise is an awesome rock group. 
They're going to have a song on the A Mile in His Soul soundtrack. They have a brand new album that just got released worldwide about a week or two ago. And uh, I'm not totally sure, but I think they're going to be our guests next week on the show. I know. Yes. So it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, have we them have Skype a, we have from a lot of great guests coming up in our fall. Um, well, actually, I'm going to be doing a lot of interviews with famous legends of Hollywood when we're out in California. I want to get, you know, like Debbie Reynolds and Shirley MacLaine and um, Rhonda Fleming. Uh, geez, I can't think of all my friends. Terry Moore, and of course my 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 Gita, um, who, who's been on our show, Gita Hall, who I love and adore. Um, so many great legends of Hollywood will come, be coming on our show. Absolutely, and then we've also got a, a lot of young Hollywood that's coming on. We're going to be having um, a very, Bobby Campo. We're going to have yeah. Chip Coffee mm-hmm. from from uh, Psychic Kids, and, and a lot of psychic people. Yeah, we have a lot uh, of cool ghost people coming. And we on. also have a surprise uh, on our Halloween show. We're adding a new person to our show, and that person will be on the second half, and that person will be our Hollywood correspondent, who is going to tell us all the dirt on what's going on in young Hollywood. And Absolutely. I'll do, and I'll do old Hollywood. Not that too much is going on there, like who's using Depends, I mean, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> who just went into a home, who just died. That's my Hollywood. Over but, the years, too, we always had a Hollywood correspondent, and over the years we got rid of all of them because they never actually reported on Hollywood. They just kind of like reported on themselves. So we're going to have a new yeah. Hollywood correspondent and coming this correspondent, in. It's going to be fun. And this correspondent grew up with famous stars and knows everybody in Hollywood. And this correspondent is going to give us the inside dirt but good stuff. We don't want trashy crap here. We don't want like who's bawling, who who had an abortion. None of we that don't. Junk. Not really. <laughs> no, Jimmy. Let's keep it happy and fun. We want to hear who's getting married, who beat up who, you know, <laughs> who OD'd on on drugs. No, not really. We want to hear happy stuff like what's going on in Happy Hollywood. It'll be fun. All well, the way it's around. up to the correspondent because that person will be doing all of their own uh, reporting and. Uh, writing about what it is that they're going to report. It's going to be fun. So we're going to have a really good time. We're having a good time with all of this. It is true, Shorty Award time's coming up, so we're going to appreciate everybody's support uh, when the campaigns for that go, and I would imagine that starts in the next couple of weeks. That's right, and we have a lot of celebrities that are backing us, from Lara Spencer, I guess, down to Chip uh, Coffee. I guess Chippy's going to come in on the deal, too. So all of those people have hundreds of thousands of, of Twitters. Twitter followers. I just said it right. Twitter, Twitter followers. Yeah, you did. Oh, I got it. See, I'm learning. Twitter followers. And that should bring us in a better place than just being ninth best radio show. We want to be number one, two, or three, right? That's right. Absolutely. But we'll be happy with 10. We don't want to be anything more than 10, right? Um, well, we're happy to make the top 10. Last year, we were number nine, and we came in, the, and everybody else had four months ahead of us to get votes, so we did pretty good. That's true. So we have a lot of followers, and to all of our fans out there who really love our show and love us, we love you back when you do these things for us, because these things make our show better, and the better our show is, the more Dean will do things for us, right, Dean? Right. The word will get to him, trust me. Dean, by the way, is the owner of W4CY uh, Radio. And he also hosts a radio show. Chad, what's Dean's radio show's name? He has the Adventures of Pipeman every day at 6 p.m. Eastern. There you go. I wasn't sure what time it was. So listen to the Adventures of Pipeman. He's outspoken, unfiltered, 
and says what he <laughs> damn feels like saying. And he's fun. And it he's is. fun. Dean is a nice guy. He's got a sarcastic humor, but that's totally New York of yesteryear. Absolutely. And I love it. And I love it. You know, it's a talent to be sarcastic without offending people. And I do that. And so does Dean. You know, with our sar- like the you know the, the bus thing about it, Cher Emily. That's just Brooklyn sarcasm fun. You know, we do that all the time. Like, you know, if a friend didn't show up to the party, we say, oh, I hope she didn't get mugged or killed on the road. You know, it's just kind of Brooklyn. It's kind of dishy, too. Well, it's not dishy. No, it's not. It's not dishy at all because you like the person you're talking about. If you don't like the person you're talking about, then it's mean. But I mean, like Dean, you know, I hope, you know, that when he goes out to California, his broom doesn't break and he falls in the desert. <laughs> There we go. Stuff like that. So we're going to do one more song, and then we're going to call our guest. Our guest is going to be Victor Brook Miller. He actually wrote Mm -hmm. the original screenplay for Friday the 13th, and uh, and it was an incredibly huge success. But before that, Ron wants to hear his favorite song, Battle. Battle, I love it. This is by Stephanie Todd, and this song also is available on iTunes and Amazon and all the digital download sites. For lousy 99 cents. Put it in your library. It's so wonderful to play at a party. And people will stop and say, wow, that's weird. What kind of singing is that? What kind of strange music is that? It is so ahead of the time and so cool. There you go. I love it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get Chad to play it. Chad, how are we doing with it? I'm already playing it. You're already playing it. All right. (laughs) This is Battle by Stephanie Todd. Love it. Love it. Sometimes I'm sad, sometimes I'm glad When I'm with you, things are just not so bad It's just like a flame, it's never the same It feels like the rain, I feel like I can't explain The minute you're gone, the minute you're gone. Everything's, wrong. everything's wrong I feel like a ghost, rocking this brand
Yeah, that's Battle by Stephanie Todd, a Monarchy Records artist. Ron loves that song. It's got to be like the greatest song I've heard in centuries. I mean, it's fabulous. It's so weird. I mean, her voice is weird. The whole, I remember how I hated it. The yeah, he first couldn't time, stand it oh, the he first played time it for me. It. He played it for me in the car. I said, get this bitch off. She's yodeling. I can't stand it. Can't she hold a note? She can't sing. Well, was I wrong? Can she sing? You bet she can sing. And she can certainly hold a note. That's just her style of singing. New, fresh, delicious, different from everybody that sounds the same. And that arrangement, the music is so like haunting. I love that song, Jimmy. We could play that on our wedding. Chad, do you like that song? I do. I think it's very, very original. I don't know why it's not a big hit yet because uh, it, I'm working on it. <laughs> I, I, you know what I'd I think it. it is. I think it's like you know, like some guys they're growers, and I think that that song is a grower. I don't it's know gonna, how you thought it was so bad in the beginning. I hated it. Why? I didn't think it was bad. I hated it. Were you in a bad I'm mood used, that day? I'm used. I'm used to Peggy Lee, where people hold a okay. note and they do a beautiful, you know, in and out. And this broad comes along with. Ah, well, I thought, get rid of her. She stinks. Oh, no, she does not. She's fabulous. Yeah, she's so, so I know what it is. I know what it is. It's, it's all about I, I, change. Ron wasn't ready for change. And coming no, into I the Jimmy Star right. world where he is up uh, on his game, you know. But it's good that you you're, you have, now have an open mind, Ron, and you like it. That's good. Oh, I've always played, like when, you're gay, when you're gay, you have to be open-minded. Oh, you no, do? He likes it a lot. I love it. I love her. She's gorgeous. Um, she, I think everything about her. I, I'm dying to be like her friend, but she's not friends with me. Well, she's very shy her. and qu- you know she's family also, and she's very shy and quiet. She and her girlfriend live in Brooklyn, right. a very quiet life. And like you know, next time Jimmy and I are in Manhattan, we're gonna call them, and I'm gonna go over and bang on her door and say, "Listen, Steffi, a, you know it's us." I have, I have a witch calling in. You have a witch? Yeah, you want to take it? Probably my daughter. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Hey now. It's Deidre Sorego. Hey, what's up, Deidre? <laughs> Did you get your broom? Hey, tuned? am I on? Yeah, you're on, and we just told everybody I... you were out getting your, your, your broom tuned up. <laughs> yes, I was. I needed a broom tune-up. It's very expensive. They want $500 to tune my broom. Oh, wow. crazy. That is steep. Why don't you buy a vacuum cleaner so you can go faster? <laughs> no, vacuum cleaners are more money. The broom I can make, that's more organic. But I just wanted to let everybody know listening, for you guys to see... The most incredible shirt that I'm wearing right now. I actually just took a selfie. I'm at a um, a Whole Foods store, and I'm shopping right now. And I went to the bathroom, and I took a selfie of me wearing a one-of-a-kind, fabulous Jimmy Star Halloween pumpkin shirt. So if everybody goes to Facebook and goes to Deirdre J. Serego, D-E-I-D-R-A, the initial J, Serego, as is the Sam, A-R-E-G-O, on Facebook, you can see my shirt. And if you'd like it, I will sell it to you off my back. Why, do, why, don't, why don't you, what do you call it, shoot the picture to Brad, up to Chad? Oh, um, I don't have Chad's phone number on me. <laughs> Damn it. I can wait. You know what you I can, can do? You can Instagram it. You can Instagram it, and we oh, can also see it on Instagram. Nice yes, you can see it on Instagram, which is Instagram.com forward slash Serego, and you can follow me as well. But And I just wanted to let you guys know I'm making dinner tonight, and I'm making a delicious flank shake. It's going to be stuffed with beautiful uh, gorgonzola cheese, fresh-dried cherries. But I don't eat meat. I don't eat meat. She doesn't Say, sound like a witch to me. Later, we have our guest now. Go be nice. Bye, go, Deidre. Go clean your broom. Go, <laughs> okay. go wash your broom. Go go Gannix. <laughs> And we'll see you later. We'll see you later. Victor <laughs> Brooke Miller is uh, is out there waiting. There we go. Hey, Victor. Victor Brooke good. Miller, hello, hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. 
Hello, we'll Jeffree Star. Bye. I can't Hi, hear either of you. Bye. Bye. I love Bye. you, sweetie. Bye. Hey, so Victor, how you doing? I'm doing well, and I, I don't eat Gadepta Flanken either. <laughs> no, I won't eat meat. Why is my daughter cooking a steak dinner for us? I don't eat that crap. I never eat meat. She's out of her mind. I guess, you know, flying around the broom, she got too much wind in her ears. Actually, Ronald eats, uh, Vic says he'll eat yours. So, hello, and hello. No. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Hey, Victor Brooke Miller, how you doing? I am doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing great now that I'm going to talk to you because I love, love, love your movie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that you wrote. You started it all, my friend. I'll talk about it in a minute or so. But you started that whole movement. If it wasn't for Friday the 13th, there would have been no Halloween and none of that, and none of that other crap going around. Your movie well, terrorized me. It was a horrible killer movie that scared the hell out of all of us. For there you I go. Well, I was six years old when I saw it, so. You're what? I was six years old when I saw it, and that's why. <laughs> you can see me on Skype, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we're probably the same age, you and I. All right, Victor, so we also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Victor Miller, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to have you. And we all, I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. We've also got a chat room full of people, so how about give a shout-out to the chat room? Hello, chat room. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, everybody. There you go. And uh, let me ask the first question because it's, it's burning in my soul. Huh. How? No, that's a two-part question. Two-part question. How did you come by and how did you create Friday the 13th? Uh, let's that's see. a well, question. <laughs> a two-parter. A two I, got, I got very easy answers to all of the above. Um, first of all, um, you had the timing slightly off because Halloween preceded Friday the 13th. I knew that. <laughs> oh, but I never saw Halloween. Uh, all right. Well, that's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yeah. 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 That's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis. But I saw Halloween, and basically I had done a couple of fa nice family films with Sean Cunningham before and because everybody in America said, America wants a good family film rated G. So we made two nice G films, and they didn't go anywhere. They barely uh, paid for the, the cost. And so um, Sean called me up one day and said, Halloween's making a lot of money. Let's rip it off. And um, so, <laughs> You're really depressing me. Don't say this. <laughs> don't worry totally about it. You're depressing me. Relax, Ron. It'll all be fine. It'll be over <laughs> shortly. Um, so anyway, I went to see um, Halloween. And thanks to uh, Deborah Hill and John Carpenter, they, they put together a beautifully structured horror film. And I figured out how to write them. Um, with that. I mean, I had been a Yale English major and I got a master's in theater at Tulane, so I knew how to watch stuff and figure out how it was structured. So I went home and, and uh, figured I would um, just follow their structure, and I did that, and the rest is cinematic history. I was only frightened twice in my life. The first time was with Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Oh, that God. terrified me. And yeah. then, of course, your, your film. It was, it was scary as all hell. I mean, what a concept. Well, everybody now who is listening is within, uh, what, two degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon because I was there uh, for putting the hunting arrow through his, uh, through his neck. And uh, so there, we are all much closer to Kevin today than we were yesterday. And how many copycats or how many thousands of films followed your film? Loads of them. Um, and they all got it wrong. Uh, not all of them, but uh, most of them got it wrong. They thought by having more blood that they would make a scarier movie and yet what 
what Sean and I had really done um, uh, together, you know, he said, let's, let's make a roller coaster ride. And so that's what we did, uh, try to make, you know, scare the hell out of people. But I don't think you scare people by just showing them bl- blood and gore. And in fact, when, the, when Friday the 13th was finally shown on network television, they only had to take out like 25 seconds of, uh, of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's been a great ride. I had no idea in 1980 when I was trying to sell my blood um, that uh, my financial worries would be over within six months. Well, the same thing with the Catwoman in 1944. Uh, they only showed a shadow. And I remember as a, as a very, very young boy, I, mean, I was really young then, that it was, I was like three or four years old, that it was a terrifying movie, just the shadows on the wall. If you remember that with Margot. I, I loved um, the way the 40s movies did everything in mm-hmm. shadow. And uh, it, was, it was like Greek tragedy where they always had the, the bloody stuff off camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they would bring in the old corpse, but uh, yeah, no, that was that was some scary stuff. And then you'd see, uh, j- you know, just sort of the the light uh, the light bulb on the end of the cord dangling and going back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, like in Psycho. Yeah, and that was and like in Friday the Thirteenth. If you watch, mm-hmm. Carefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. we only steal from the best. There you go. <laughs> so first of all, then I'm going to say because I'm a huge horror movie aficionado, I have like props from movies and I do like a lot of the gory movies because like Saw and stuff like that I enjoy a lot but Friday the 13th and Hellraiser are my two favorite series of which I know that you wrote the first one and that right. uh, I even read online that you've never even seen any of the sequels because you didn't like the fact that you know I, I can't, I'm not doing a spoiler because anybody who hasn't seen Friday the 13th by now is like you know Deb that but but that, that Jason is not the killer right Jason's, yeah, I mean, Jason's not the killer in the first movie and his mother is the killer, and that you didn't like the fact that you know Jason becomes the killer in all the other movies. I'm actually, um, I'm also a clothing designer, and I dress almost all the major horror movie stars. And okay. uh, and we've even had Ari Lehman on the show yeah. uh, when we first got started a couple years ago. And what? I was introduced to Sean Cunningham through friends, yeah. and uh, so I've actually spoken to him before. Steve Dash is a good friend of mine who plays Jason in the second one. Right. And uh, I think it's awesome, but speak to a little bit of the fact that uh, you – and I also have – don't bring it out, Ron. It's too big, and it'll mess everything up. I have a six-foot Jason. No, no, no. I don't want to bring it out. It'll mess, it's heavy, and I don't want to mess it up. But I have a six-foot Jason you know, that, that actually like, makes noises and swings the machete and stuff uh, in my collection. But speak a little bit to the fact uh, about how you ha- – have you really not seen all the other ones, or you just say you haven't seen all the other ones? No, I really, I really have not seen all of the others, and uh, – I just think you're brave to to dress Ari Lehman, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that that aside, um, the my my passion for the first one um, is all contained in uh, the the psychiatric origins of um, Mrs. Voorhees. Because uh, first of all, in my film, Jason is really dead. Um, right. I had, you know, I never thought there would be any sequels. I didn't think this would make any money either. But um, at any rate. Uh, Jason is dead, and his mother is, uh, it turns out, uh, I found out in therapy many years later, this therapist said, Victor, I can't believe you don't know why you made uh, Mrs. Voorhees the villain. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, because she's the mother you never had. Um, and I said, uh, you know, basically, if, um, if I had drowned with, um, and my mother had been the camp cook, uh, she would have said to me, 
you only have yourself to blame. Uh, whereas Mrs. Voorhees, when uh, you know these camp counselors weren't watching over her son, allowed him to drown, she decided to kill camp counselors for the rest of her life. And that's the kind of mother I wanted, uh, a woman who, that if kids, if, kids, <laughs> if kids bullied you or were mean to you, she'd kill them with a machete. And that's, that's my, my kind of mom. So anyway, they resurrected Jason with a kind of a flimsy uh, money-producing uh, uh, thought. They said, well, he was really lurking around in the water all this time, and he comes popping out, which I think is um, sort of phony. But anyway, uh, I don't turn down the residual checks. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, but but um, and 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 I'm not really interested in a little killing machine. I love the fact that this was mother love gone really really wrong. Um, that uh, this was a mother who loved her son so much that uh, she had to just uh, make sure that no other children were ever hurt again by killing counselors. <laughs> Which is it's such a unique concept, and I also read in your in your bio, you know, that like all the deaths were borrowed liberally from childhood nightmares and stuff. So I just thought that was kind of like a cool note to put in there. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, Jason I, I, has joined us. If you look in the camera, you can see there. He is. I, I can't see a thing. All I'm seeing is uh, three of you, uh, three microphones. Oh, okay. I, I mean, uh, am I? <laughs> Actually, well, everybody else can see us, and they can see you, which, by the way, everybody should actually Google you because, like, uh, you're super cool looking, and if you roll up your sleeves on the line, I saw you're tatted everywhere. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, I got <laughs> – well, you catch tattoos from your children. I have a son who's a bass player in a, um, in a band that I recommend to everybody called Kowloon Wald City, K-O-W-L-O-O-N, Wald, W-A-L-L-E-D, City. And um, What kind of music is that? That is, I don't know, grunge. Um, okay. It's it's the stuff that you have to wear things in your ears for. Okay. And uh, but it's it's incredibly cool. And every once in a while they'll make a a record and they'll let me do a voiceover on it, which I love doing. Um, but uh, uh, the tattoos, you know, they he got a tattoo, then uh, my younger son got a tattoo, and then. Uh, eventually, I think Ian is probably three quarters covered now. He's got an incredible back piece. He keeps getting new pieces all over him. And um, there are only two ways to respond once you get your first tattoo. One is, oh my God, why did I do this? And number two is, when can I get my next? And okay. So I have been just adding them whenever I can. I love it. I think that's fabulous. I just think it's like really cool, and I also think you know, like, so do you follow horror in general? Like, if if you had a horror movie, like, do would you if a new horror movie came out, would you go see it, or what's your favorite horror movie besides your own? Uh, beside my own, Halloween, and um, and I think oh, I I like all of them. I mean, you know, I do see things like uh, Chucky and Bride of Chucky's and things like that, and uh, I I watch them, but they're not my favorite. I mean, I would rather. As I think I've said in a number of interviews, uh, I I would rather have been a Zucker brother um, because I would love to have uh, written Airplane or okay. even or even Airplane the sequel because that's that's who I am. But uh, I am not going to uh, turn my back on horror. In fact, this weekend I will be in San Antonio, Texas, doing a a, a personal appearance at a at a monster con. And I, I love, love those. I do we love too. those. I love going to, and so we go to anybody, a lot of them. Uh, tell everybody where that one is. Tell everybody it's MonsterCon, and where is it again? It's in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and just you'll have to Google it because I don't have the the address. All I know is I get picked up, and they take me there. 
uh, and I do and I do autographs. The other thing, if anybody's interested, that if somebody is uh, is writing a screenplay, a horror screenplay, and wants me to read it, I I read people's screenplays for free um, because I can, thanks to the Writers Guild of America pension that I'm on. And so, good for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I so they can just send it to me at the at my um, my web address, which is victormiller.com. Um, which is easy, and uh, so and I love reading people's um, screenplays. It's kind of fun, and I don't steal their ideas. I'm working on. Uh, I'm writing two or three screenplays at this point on Skype with various people, uh, and I've been having. I think Skype is the best thing that ever got invented for screenwriting. Oh, that's cool because then you can actually see people and talk to people as you're working together. Right. Uh, I actually read that you just did a uh, an indie horror film with Clint Howard in it. I think I saw it was on Wikipedia. I don't know if the stuff on Wikipedia uh, is true or not. I don't know. Uh, I I helped. I, I gave some criticism and and feedback to people who are trying. I think trying to hire Clint Howard on a on a horror movie. I'm 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 not really an author of it, but um, I'm happy that they thought enough to mention me. But um, I. A couple of years ago, I was invited to the Big Bear Lake Horror Film Festival, and I went there and met some people. And so the two of us, two of us got to, or three of us got together and said, "Let's write a horror film on Skype." And that uh, is now going around um, to various people, and hopefully somebody will have some money. And I'm writing another one with a friend of mine, Carrie Fleming, uh, who came up with an idea, a very unique kind of concept with uh, with a serial killer, but like nothing I'd ever seen before. And then. Um, uh, oh, and I wrote a screenplay with my son on Skype, um, the the rock and roll player, and uh, that was a, a black actually, comedy. Actually, I want to like fun because you know the, our radio show. We're sponsored by Spectre Music Group. It's the largest indie record label in the world. And uh, so I'd love to hear his stuff. I don't know if he's already like signed to somebody, but I'd love to actually hear it. So maybe you can uh, send me something or have him send me something and I can like submit it and see if anybody likes it. And also we have Show and Tell, which is a production company, and we're looking for scripts to do great movies about. So if you feel you'd like to send us a copy of your scripts and if we like it, we'd certainly like to produce your film. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got we got stuff coming out of our ears. I I, when I retired from the soap opera business uh, in 2005, I took about five years off, and all I did was take uh, pictures and uh, used a whole different part of my brain. And then, what, three years ago or so, I started writing again uh, with these other guys, and uh, it's been absolutely wonderful. I mean, this morning at 8.30, I was on Skype with my friend Carrie, and we were trying to think of something. Um, we got to the middle of our movie, and we both looked at each other and said, Something's missing, and so we spent an hour talking about the most horrible things we could think of. And it was, <laughs> it's it's a total goof. If you can sit there for an hour with a with a good friend and and uh, send um, ideas back and forth to each other about um, how can we creep out the audience in the best possible way, uh, that's a good way to spend the morning. Absolutely. So like, let's go back, because uh, actually now this is something I read online, and I don't know if this is true or not. I always like to go online and see what gossip is floating around, but it actually uh, online said that you are um, possibly writing a prequel to Jason. Is that uh, real, or can you squash it? No, it's, it's a misconstruage. I just invented a word. A misconstruement? A misconstruing. Construing. Um, uh, somebody said... You know, uh, would you write um, another uh, uh, 
Friday the 13th movie, and I said, the only one I would like to be considered for would be to write the prequel, uh, because I think nobody is better prepared or um, has got the, the chops to, to do the prequel than, than I, and Paramount's got it back. I don't think there's a chance in hell they would hire me. Um, we didn't all part on, on that great uh, term, but um, at any rate, uh, th that's the only one I would really like to write. I would not like to write another um, uh, Jason Goes to Hawaii or something. Um, I, I would. Uh, I would love to see Jason go to yeah, right, like Elvis <laughs> and surfing. And he's, yes, he's, a, he's appearing at a luau. Um, right, and it is wrong. It is wrong. Actually, yeah. too. Then I got one more horror movie question, and then I want to like kind of like go a little bit into just your writing career in general because it's funny that. You know, everybody Everybody talks about this, but you've actually, like, won the biggest awards in the world for your other writing. But I want to, like, go back to, because um, there's one movie that you did, and I guess you wrote it according to IMDb, is, and that's Asylum. Is that something that, did oh. you write Asylum? No, I wrote a movie called Asylum that was bought and paid for by Columbia Pictures but never made. Oh, um, so that's not the same Asylum that had, like, like uh, Malcolm McDowell and Robert Patrick? No, no. Oh, no. I thought it was the same one. Okay. Okay, I was thinking it was. So your IMDb page is wrong because it links it to that movie. And I thought, because I love, Malcolm McDowell's kind of a good friend of mine, and I love that movie. It's a great movie. So I was thinking it was the same one, and I was, I was all excited. And my yeah, daughter love, did I make a movie work. with Malcolm. She said he's a great guy. Did you ever see my grandchild? Can you see us on Skype? This is my grandchild, Morley. I can't see anything. <laughs> He's the son of Morley Shulman and my daughter Deirdre. They, they did it out of wedlock. <laughs> and this is Morley Shulman's son. He's it's my, a baby zombie, he's a my, zombie he's baby. He's my uh, great grandson, right, Morley? You're in the chat no, room. No, anymore. Oh, pity, Morley's <laughs> not in the chat. I love collectibles. I, like, I have like so every horror movie. I have like every version of like Jason and Freddy and everything that everybody like you know can have. I have a house full of stuff. I freaking like love the stuff. And uh, I'm a little demented, so let's move on to, to okay. the, the fact that you're okay. So you're a three-time Emmy winner, four-time uh, WG. Uh, what's it called? The Writers Guild of America. Yeah, Writers Guild of America. Um, you were nominated. Actually, I, I counted on uh, Wikipedia eleven times. You won three times. I mean, congratulations! And dude, that's uh, it's like that's like being like the biggest like rock star in the world. <laughs> well, um, in truth be told, it's also I mean the the daytime Emmys do not have the same uh, uh, value that the nighttime Emmys do. But in the soap opera business, it's pretty good. So, uh, but. I yeah I got three Emmys, four Writers Guild awards, and um, and I spent a very very happy twenty five years in daytime television, and um, and had great fun working with some really wonderful people. And, and so so it was fun, and like did you actually like uh, like converse with all the different stars and all the personalities and stuff as you were like writing stuff? Would they like do they like come to you and say hey I don't like the way you wrote this or do you, is it just like you write it and that's the way it goes? All right, here's here's a the, an asterisk or a, a hashtag for you. Okay. Uh, actors, actors and writers are mortal enemies. Um, okay. But uh, not always. But it's just the here's a here's a, a vest pocket version of what happens. You write. I I would be hired. Um, you know, or, or asked to write an audition scene for a new character. Let's say its name is going to be Bob, and Bob was a slightly demented child who was really good looking and uh, and hot and everything and. Uh, so uh, I'd write the audition scene, and then we'd see about 20 different auditions, different actors, and then somebody would be chosen. And um, 
he would get, get cast as Bob, and Bob would start appearing. And about three weeks into Bob there on, the, on air, uh, Bob was <laughs> complained to the writers um, things like, my character wouldn't say that. And um, so it, uh, it got, you know, it, we were kept away from the actors as often as possible because um, no good can come of it. I mean, one of the things, and originally when I was at One Life to Live, we were never supposed to talk to an actor without a producer present because um, they figured that uh, actors, if an actor started uh, coming on to a writer or a writer started coming on to an actor, um, that suddenly scenes would appear for this, this character uh, that made, <laughs> made no sense at all, but somebody was getting laid. <laughs> so, so you had to do that. And then one time I had uh, the character who played Dorian Lord in, um, in One Life to Live said uh, to me when I was really new, um, I hate this, I'll never say it, I couldn't, my character couldn't say this, uh, rewrite it for me. So I did, I rewrote two pages worth, and um, she said, thank you, I like that, and off she went. And then I found out from the producer, I was so new I didn't know the rule, that I was never supposed to talk to an actor without a, a producer present, and, and she knew and I didn't. Um, so anyway. Oh, so she screwed you. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. And then, then there were there were actors who would come and and sort of schmooze on the uh, production secretaries in the writer's office, and uh, when the secretaries were out, they they'd sneak through the long term to see whether who was dying, uh, who was going to get killed in the next couple of months, and um, so then they they'd go back down to the, the the dressing rooms and say to some other actor, say, do you know you're going to get leprosy and die in a week? And, <laughs> which is which doesn't help morale one bit. I think that's hilarious, though. So no. you've enjoyed the whole thing, though. You like all of it. It's uh, it's all been fun, and I, I mean, I think it's really cool because I like soap operas. We yeah. actually have a lot of people from. We've had a lot of people from Young and the Restless on because um, CBS contacts us a lot to bring people on to interview them, and yep. uh, so it's like a lot of fun. And as a kid, my mom watched Young and the Restless and As the World Turns. Um, I actually went to Super Soap Weekend and dressed a lot of the celebrities in Orlando many years ago, and so I got to meet like pretty much everybody from all my children, and so that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and uh, oh, there, Ron's got an alien coming in now. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun. It, it was a lot of pressure too. The uh, you know when the ratings started going down, and of course, uh, I don't know whether you and your your uh, listeners know this, but. Uh, uh, I like to think that the that the soap opera business, as we knew it, was pretty much killed by O.J. Simpson, uh, right? In, in addition to whoever else went under. Um, but um, when when O.J. came, when O.J.'s trial started, we lost half of our daytime audience because people were watching, you know, real real crime in real time. And uh, when O.J.'s trial was over and he was acquitted or whatever. Um, the uh, half of that audience did not return. They either broke the addiction, or they decided that they liked real, uh, real evil better than fake evil. And so uh, these days, and when we started in the business, when I started in the business in the early '80s, the three networks would split up like uh, a third of the available audience each, and now they're lucky to get one or two percent. Okay. Okay. So, so actually, then you kind of got out of it at a good time. Uh, as far as like working on the soaps, you got out of the working on the soaps at the perfect time, and now you're writing again. And I also read that you've written like eleven books or something like that. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I started, I, I went freelance when I was about 
uh, oh God, 34 years old. I was like 1974, somewhere in there. And um, my wife was a legal secretary, so she supported us while I flailed around. But I got a couple of jobs. One was to um, um, to translate uh, nine Kojak screenplays or you know teleplays into novelizations. Uh, so that supported us for a year. I think I got like nine hundred dollars a, a novel, and so I did um, nine of those. Uh, and I did some uh, bodice rippers, which are those historical novels where you know the. the, the hang on, I'll just get oh, rid that's of that. Must oh. be that's, that's, the land, that's the landline. Go away, landline. We don't want to do that. Oh, good. Um, anyway, um, uh, so then I, they I did, you know, historical novels where the guy, you know, he was by her side in a trice, his hot breath on her neck, um, those kinds of uh, books. And uh, just I tried to survive any way I could. I also, oh, I also wrote corporate right. videos and crap like that. And now you get to write whatever you want. So like when you when you go yeah. and look at a movie like do you, if you go see movies do you like can you enjoy a movie or do you like watch a movie and automatically you like tearing it apart in your head? I remember Orson Welles once said I can't go to movies because every time uh, uh, they change scenes I see the uh, slapstick whatever the clap thing the chalkboard slate sorry takes a while. Um, and but no, what I do do is um, if it's a good movie, it just sweeps me along, and I love it. But I also can, because I've done this so long, um, I can appreciate a movie at a, all kinds of levels. I say, boy, I'll turn to my wife and say, this is so beautifully structured. My God, it's flawless. And I'll and I'll tell her, though she doesn't want to hear it, <laughs> I'll tell her exactly how, as writer to writer watching another writer work how brilliant it is, and I do the same thing if it sucks. Um, so I'll say, oh, my God, uh, th- here we are nine minutes in and nothing's happened. Uh, what do they think is going to work? Um, and so and I, and I, I, I tweet stuff like that all the time. Like my latest tweet, I think, was um, I said something like God is a metaphor, but then I also said screenwriters, um, you, for five years you may not have anyone uh, throw a cell phone against a wall in frustration. Um, I just don't want to see that scene again. Wait, wait, go back though, because you said tweet. I I tried to find you on Twitter and I couldn't find you. What's your Twitter? Uh, what is my Twitter? Um, I'm either, I think Vic Mill one. Okay. Try that. I think it is, or or Victor Brook Miller. I'm Victor Brook Miller on Skype. Um, okay, I, I don't think because I I well I didn't have the Brook part, but I just put in Victor Miller on Skype, and all kinds of people were mentioning. I mean, not on Skype, on Twitter. Yeah. All kinds of people were mentioning you, but like then nobody had your actual Twitter, I'm and gonna, so like I I, I just oh, assumed I you weren't on it. I'm I just looking. I am uh, um, Victor Miller, but it's at Vic Mill One V I C L numeral One. We will follow you today. I will follow you because I like freaking like love it. Yeah. I'm a big on, I'm big on Twitter. I have a couple hundred thousand followers, and I freaking like love Twitter. I'm on there all day long, and Ron's getting I, there. I have a hundred. <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. I think I've got sixty-two. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll help you get some people. Then we're, we're doing, doing it people. right. Hey, you guys, if you're in the chat room, follow at Vic Mill One, uh, Victor Miller. Uh, and especially if you're a horror movie fan, he's got all kinds of things going on. I also just want to mention real quick, everybody, because he's got a. Uh, if you're a writer and you're like looking for tips 
scripts and stuff. Uh, number one, he reads screenplays. You can go to victormiller.com. Plus, his, his website is very, very informative. It's got all kinds of Q&As and answers and questions and stuff. It's actually one of the like most generous websites I've ever been to where, where someone who's had great success is willing to help people. So you should definitely, definitely check it out. And... Um, and just go to it and check it out. Now let's follow him on Twitter. And uh, what about on Facebook? What are you on Facebook? What am I on Facebook? I am. Let me. I got to see who I am. I, it's hard enough, you know. <laughs> I spent my entire life trying to figure out who the hell I am, and now I have. I'm Victor Brooke with an E Miller. My mother. Okay. Thought, my mother thought it sounded less Jewish if it had an E at the end of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> my mother. My mother. My the mother should touch. My father, my mother's father was Jewish, and um, everyone. She kept telling us um, that we were some some less percentage Jewish than each year. I mean, at first we were like a quarter, then we became an eighth, then a sixteenth. I've forgotten how how low it got. But remember, this was in the nineteen fifties, and she was protecting us against uh, prejudice, I guess. But you bet. <laughs> it was all Terrible bullshit. Terrible anti-Semitism back in the 50s. Oh, Listen, where, where yeah. are you coming from now? Where are, we, where are you talking from? You are speaking to me in Alameda, California, which is 20 minutes south, depending on I traffic, from San Francisco. Sure, I know it well. It's a beautiful country. I lived in L.A. for years. Um, I know it. It's a beautiful town. Ron actually had a TV show out there on Time Warner called Set the Record Straight, where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood, like Jane Russell and Tab Hunter, and like all the Tony Curtis, Tony Curtis, and all the legends of Hollywood. And all, it was out, ran out there for four years, and we're getting ready to relaunch it. Yeah, all the big ones. We're doing a documentary now. We'll be out in LA for two months. The documentary is the way they were, and I'm interviewing all the great legends who will talk about Hollywood the way it was back in the 40s and 50s when it was full of glamour and, and all sorts of wonderful, exciting things. I will, I will watch that. I, I, yeah, it's history. You know, I want people to... I'm going to also donate it to all of the colleges to keep in their film lab so right. that there is a documentary on the stars that are left who will be talking about the stars who have gone. Were we both uh, born so in 1940? Have... Ron, were we, both, were we both born in 1940? Born? <laughs> no, no, that's a secret. No. He's not oh, going to tell you that. Maybe for a lot of money. But no, I, I, I made a movie with Sophia Loren and Tim Hunter, and I won't give the year of that film or the title because then you'll know how old I am. Because I was 19 when I made the movie with them. Anyway, you're relatively close. So I can't, I, can't, I can't put that on my film credit. Isn't it a killer that you can't put that you made a film with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter? It kills me. Because it makes him too old. Then. Of course it does. It makes me like 103. But I mean, uh, Sophia Loren is older than I am, and Tab is way older than I am. Tab is now, uh, I believe Tab, is, uh, Tab has got to be 80. Yeah. Yeah, Tab's got to be 80 now. I, I'm buddies with him. I love Tab Hunter. He's a great just, guy. All I remember from that era, I mean, I remember many things, but my favorite uh, story that you have to unravel is, I think it's an Esther Williams's autobiography, where she had a blind date with Jeff Chandler, and she went to his house. Now that's and all came. baloney, by the way. Really? You know, that's baloney. Yeah, Jane Russell told me, you know, Jane and Esther were best of friends. Yeah. And I know, I know Esther, and I knew her pretty well um, because of Jane. Uh, Jane stayed at Esther's house in Malibu a lot. Um, I think what she wrote was really kind of squeezed out of her by the publishers. They wanted sensationalism yeah. as far as Jeff Hunter wearing panties and bras and stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
we don't know. You know, Jane made a movie with um, Jeff Chandler called The Fox, uh, Hot Flash or Hot Fox or something. And she worked with him and she said he was wonderful and she loved him. And none of that stuff happened. So, you know, oh. people write books and they put things in yeah. it to make it better. I'm not saying ah. Esther's a liar by no means. Just like the book that's out now by um, my buddy. Uh, she wrote it and she said that she and Joan Collins had a fight because Joan Collins. No, Shirley Jones. Right? Shirley Jones said yeah. that. Uh, that her husband back at the time wanted to do a foursome with uh, Joan Collins and her then husband. <laughs> so, of course, Joan Collins went nuts because she's a virgin still. And she screamed, I don't do those things. You know, I'm a decent woman. Whatever made you publish that I, did, I would do a foursome with you guys. I've heard stories about Joan Collins that make that sound like, you know, a nursery rhyme. I want to tell everybody to go back. It's victormiller.com. I want to make sure we get it. I just started following you on Twitter, so you can follow me back because I hate it if people don't follow me back. I always yeah, follow I, I, If they do follow me, I have no idea. So <laughs> That's good. Follow me back. And just to let you know, anytime you got anything you really want to promote, if you put at Dr. Jimmy Starr at the end of your tweet, so I see it, I'll retweet anything you want. And it goes to like 250,000 people every time I do it. And Vic, you're a really, really good guest. Uh, you're talkative, you're interesting, not like somebody that could bore you to death, you want to shoot them. But, you know, you got to be polite and do, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're, you're an informative guest. And I hope my puppet show only added to the afternoon. Actually, everybody in the chat room loved the puppet show. What was I, going I, on? I, I'm a frustrated puppeteer, you know, because I'm gay. And I fell in love with Howdy Doody, a wooden dummy. And I, <laughs> I wanted to, like, marry him. But, of course, you couldn't marry a wooden dummy. So... I, uh, you're, you've broken up. Have we lost each other? I cannot hear you now. Hello, Skype. No, I, we're still there. Okay. I, I can hear you. Can you hear me now? I, I can hear you now. I audition. There you go. Skype sometimes gets in trouble with that. Okay. Sometimes fear does it to Skype. Yeah. Or the yeah. Martians flying around. You know, the spacecraft are out there, and sometimes the, the beams reflect off the spacecraft. <laughs> I thought it was- anyway, we gotta go. we're going to get ready to start wrapping up anyway. Yes. We want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star thank Show. You. Hope, yes. everybody come, hope everybody comes out to San Antonio and sees you this weekend at MonsterCon. Um, we want to thank, thank you for... Uh, Coming on the show, and if anytime you got anything to promote, let us know, and we'll stay in touch. And please Jimmy, come to all Ron, the Monster Fests we have on the East Coast. Yeah. All righty. So we can see you on the East Coast. Come to the Monster Fests here. There you go. And all right, Victor. Thank you. I'll be there. Thank you. Later, Victor. Uh-huh, bye-bye. 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 Nice to talk to him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Very nice. Very interesting. And lots of cool tattoos. So That's, that's of- why he wrote that crazy movie that scared the hell out of everybody. Absolutely. You know, so people had nightmares. I, the other one I got scared was the guy that came to the mattress with the scissors or the knives. What That's Freddy Krueger. That one scares the hell out of you, too. Yeah. Chad, did you watch Freddy Krueger? Um, if Of course I did. What was that? Uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street, sure, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think Ron out, did a the much... With the knives? Oh, yeah. that's frightening. I that's when he kills Johnny Depp. That oh, was I forgot Johnny. Johnny was in there. He got sucked into the bed, Johnny didn't he? Depp? Yeah, it was Johnny Depp. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think Ron, you did a great job on the puppet show today. Did you like the little puppet show? Loved Wasn't it, it cute? Loved it. I think the world loved it today. You guys are looking at me yeah, like uh, you're not hearing me, huh? Shows. And we're going to actually let everybody know we're going to go get a booster. What do I call the booster <laughs> thing? I'm gonna, we're going to go get a booster thing today. 
I have to go get curtain rods for the living room. <laughs> Got it. Over curtain rods the, and boosters. And beyond. Mm. So we'll go to Best Buy. What do I call one. the booster thing, though, again, Chad? I have no idea because I've never had to buy one. Google it. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so, everybody, what do we got? We got like three minutes left. Maybe we'll go out with Pointless with Orlando Napier. And yeah. then uh, uh, and then next week we're going to have an awesome show and we'll get our booster and everything will be going. We want to give quick shout-outs to everybody. Thanks for tuning in in the chat room. And we also uh, want to make sure everybody tunes in next week for Barricades Rise. Check out CroakerTheMovie.com. And we want to thank all our syndicates, W4CY Radio, our home station. We've got WROM Radio in Detroit, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, Planet Radio Network. They're in L.A., Toronto, New York, and London, 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska, Monster FM Radio in New York, and Bad Tomato FM in Washington, D.C. We want to thank all of them for all of their support of the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. Uh-huh, finally. And, uh, <laughs> and we want to thank it took, me, it took me like 10 years of fighting with him to get my name on the damn years, show. Huh? That's a long <laughs> well, time. Well, it wasn't right. Jimmy Star Show. Who am I? I'm a star myself. I mean, I have my own show. I have a big name, too, out in California. There you go. Shop Maybe not on the East Coast. Mm. So, everybody, we'll we see you guys next week. We want to thank you for tuning in. And we're going to leave you with Pointless <laughs> by Orlando Napier off on Monarchy Records, now available on all the digital download sites. And get ready for our Halloween show coming soon. Yeah. yeah. Later, boys. Bye. Bye. I was living in a constant state of disparity My indifference was my trick for ignoring reality Pharmaceutical remedies began to lose their intensity The oxygen, the city, the weed, and the blow on the Hennessy Cause like a kid, we couldn't feel my extremities There wasn't a woman around who would consider having me In a state of physical and mental calamity I even up hope until I finally found serenity What you been doing lately? What you going to do? I'm gonna get back to West LA. I'm gonna slap my boss right across the face. I'm gonna beat the cops in a high speed chase. Gonna cop my dad to make amends. I'm gonna pay cash money for Mercedes Benz. I'm gonna sit in the White House and smoke some grass. I'm gonna jump back, kiss my own white ass. I'm gonna take the world in a bend. I'm a frog on the ground. This life I got gained. Well, I know this part is baby. Smoke some grass, you're gonna